hello, my name is Emily and this is your creative break. For this episode, I want to discuss an issue that I see coming up pretty often, especially with new creatives, especially writers, and it's something that I dealt with and have a lot of empathy for and I just want to let you know I'm with you and I'm here for you and it sucks. So this episode is about feeling like you belong, feeling like you have credentials enough to be worthy, and understanding that all of us are on our own path. And this episode is (laughs) called You Don't Need a Book, but it really, it belongs to everyone, anyone who is working through that imposter syndrome that we've talked about, is new to a group, is figuring out how they're going to master this new creative art form, wherever you are on your process and your journey, just know whatever the equivalent is, you don't need a book. You don't. You don't need a book. So I'll tell you my story. When I first started writing... I was quite young when I really got into poetry. I thought it was really fun. I liked, I used to like rhyme poems a lot um, and then sort of outgrew that. But when I was a kid, I would just sort of write poems and enjoy them. And I didn't really know that there was a big world out there of poets. I knew about historical poets. I knew that we went over it in class. It felt like a math equation a little bit. I was good at rhyming words. It was just something I enjoyed. And then when I got into college and was studying in my undergrad, I was exposed to so much more, right? So you've got these people that are long, long dead who wrote the foundational stuff, um, the canon that we call it in academia. And those people are gone, right? They're done. And then as you start to learn about contemporary writers or artists or creatives or whatever your field is, just I'll be talking about writers, but definitely translate this to whatever art form you're in. Um, You start to understand that not only are people still writing or doing whatever it is they're doing, uh, but it's great. It's amazing work and it's better than the old stuff because it's part of our culture and our moment. Um, that's called the zeitgeist, our shared cultural understanding, uh, word of the day. <laughs> and this is sort of a wake-up call. So wherever you receive this wake-up call, some people start with the contemporary folks, some people get to the contemporary folks. For me, when I was about 18, 19-ish, I realized that there were people out there doing amazing works and I could be part of that because they were alive now, I was alive now, I didn't miss it. There's almost this FOMO when you learn about the historical stuff that like that era is over. I didn't get to be part of the beat generation, but whoa, wait a minute, (laughs) we've got our own generation going, we've got our own cool thing going, so it's fine that I miss that because this actually is mine and it can belong to me. Side, side, side note. So at that point, I got really envious. I started to feel a, a kind of jealousy, a weird kind of jealousy, not like I'm jealous of what you have or I'm jealous of what you have accomplished, but just like a weird jealousy about like the way that my life had taken shape. Like I 
wasn't the kind of person that had three books by the time I was 13. Like that isn't, I wasn't a prodigy. And side note, uh, many of us are not prodigies. (laughs) And you don't want to be a prodigy. I don't think now that I can look back, I don't want to be, you know, I never wanted to be like a child actor. That always seemed really unappealing to me because I liked being, you know, for lack of a better word, more or less normal and going to school and having friends. But it was like later in my life that I was like, man, but what if I had been a prodigy? What if I had just like dedicated my life to this, been very, uh, you know, Mozart about it and lived my whole life in this bubble and only did this one thing? And I don't wish that anymore, but I had a moment when I was about 18 where I was like, I have wasted, what was I doing? I've wasted my time. I don't have a book. And for some reason, that time in my life, that pressure to succeed, classes, deadlines, I felt very behind. And I know a lot of us feel behind. And especially those of us that start later on things, who are learning new skills or new interests later on, there is like an urgency to catch up. There's a rush. Like there's so much validation and qualification of people who have done this for a long time. So I've been doing XYZ for 10 years and like something about that, like the decade of effort they've put in over that time really invalidates my six months. Even if my six months has been really a deep dive, I could have done more in my six months than many of the years that they've been doing it. But for some reason, that long form time, those 10, 15, 20 years really makes it more valid, more reassured and more worthy in just hearing that. Now, they might have taken a break in the middle. There might be five years in there where they didn't spend any time working on this. So I want to dispel two or three kind of misunderstandings. Um, I know I always start these podcasts with like numbered lists, so we're not going to try not to do that because I never end up guessing the right number of things I'm about to say. So I will give you some reasons why that doesn't matter and some reasons why it can be a problem if we rush. So this is just my story and my experience, and I think all of us are on our own journey and we are doing absolutely the best we can and we're learning at our own pace and I want to start by saying that life will give you the avenues that you are ready to take. So in an earlier episode, I talked about reaching a milestone and how that the wording of that is so meaningful to me because in, you can't just like hit these milestones. You have to earn them. You have to work up to, you know, maybe they're miles and miles away. And so you have to get to them in order to have the endurance and the ability to achieve them. And so the other half of that, I believe, and I have seen in many cases in my own life and others, is when we're ready for something it'll be easier to do. It'll make itself known. It'll be ready for us. And so, you know, not to get too into the, you know, details of that, whatever belief system you follow, I think there's room in each and every one for, you know, some kind of universe divine style intervention. But 
if you're not ready for something, it's just not going to happen, basically. (laughs) And so in my life, you know, so from that moment of like being in those classes, reading people, reading contemporary people, meeting poets at conferences who seemed very put together and had great writing and were very proud of themselves, like all of that. Oh my goodness, so much amazingness uh, that I wanted to be part of, but I felt so removed from. And I pushed and pushed and pushed and I wanted a book. And so I worked on books and I worked on poems and I worked on my nonfiction and my short stories and I worked, worked, worked. And all of it was terrible. I was not a good writer, you guys. <laughs> I could write fine. My language, my syntax, the you know story building was fine. But I wasn't saying anything. I'd lived a very sheltered life, uh, maybe still. And I had not been able to really say anything meaningful. And I wanted a book so badly. I just, just begged, begged, begged the universe for a book. Please give me this opportunity. I want it so bad. I'm going to work for it. And unfortunately, or fortunately, you know, what I was missing was the life experience. And so this is another episode and another story for another day, but boy, did I get it. And that's what my book is about, is this really intense, harrowing life experience that I had, that a lot of people have, um, but that I had in my own way, that opened the door for me to be able to tap into more of that empathy, more of that human, deeply human experience of struggle and loss and identity and fear and isolation, those those big topics that we are chasing, those very scary, lonely moments that build us. And I didn't have it when I was 18. And so when I was 30 <laughs> and I got a book, I didn't get a book, I had to make a book, I earned it. Um, and all of your accomplishments you have earned. Nothing ever lands in our lap, I promise. But by the time I had worked towards this accomplishment, I could look back at 18-year-old me and say, you know, it's okay. You didn't have enough life experience to warrant this moment. You weren't mature enough. You weren't ready. You didn't have it yet. Um, And that's not to say that each and every one of you isn't mature and you don't have what it takes to do this, but sometimes we're really waiting for the experience and the structure and the content in our life to emerge so that we can draw from it and create with it and sometimes we just haven't had those lived experiences yet and so what was really happening was i was feeling and i didn't know this but i was feeling envious of people who had had those harrowing experiences much younger than me and who had had to grow up much quicker than i did and in growing up it gave them the content and the depth to draw from in order to reach these milestones so again we're all on our own journey and wherever you're at is exactly where you're meant to be but for me i really fundamentally misunderstood what it looked like to go through the process of creating something finite um that's finished and for sale like that like i could write all day but to overcome some of the barriers involved with creating in a more structured sense i just wasn't ready and so i really found that for me it took all that time 
to grow up in a way as an artist, um, take myself out of the moment, learn from my experiences, um, work on myself in an objective way through my work. And it took a little bit more maturity than when I was 18 and I was just jealous um, or envious. And there's nothing wrong with, you know, valuing somebody's success, wanting it for yourself, feeling like you're behind. It's totally fine. We absolutely all, I mean, I wish we weren't, but we're always comparing ourselves and we're always benchmarking. There's a marketing term for you. (laughs) Benchmarking, comparing. It's awful. It can be really toxic. And now when I do that or I find myself doing it, I just have to remind myself that whoever is further along that path than I am has probably gone through some rough stuff to get there. Um, And we all need rough stuff in our life. and, And I think as creatives, we have this profound opportunity to take the absolute worst of it and channel it through our creative outlets and our art and our expression. We are so gifted and, you know, chosen in a way to give this back, take this pain. It makes me think of like a water filtration system. Take this dirty, mucky water and filter it through our perspective and our learnings and ourselves and put it out in the world as something beautiful that can heal others. So, you know, we do want our life experiences and we want all the good and the bad. But as a, a little, you know, sophomore in college, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to filter it in a profound way. I was just kind of telling the same stories over and over again. And so to, to kind of take it broadly again, I see so many people on Instagram rushing to get a book. And when I talk to people who are maybe on the cusp of publishing or are just going through as quickly as they can to just get a book to self-publish and there's nothing wrong with self-publishing at all i think it's a great opportunity to really take control and ownership and not have to answer to anybody else which is so amazing (laughs) but if you are rushing or you're finding yourself saying if i had x then i would be able to be more you know well liked or validated in this way or i would be able to prove that I belong here if you are using a book or a screenplay or a performance or an art gallery or a mural or something that you need to create in order to belong I I have found the opposite to be true (laughs) so a couple things first having a book doesn't mean anything and Of course, I'm talking about my own experience, and so when I say book, I'm really talking about all these other things that you could have, you know, a business, um, an art gallery, a, you know, a cooking class, whatever it is that you have. Having those things does not make you any more worthy. In fact, having those things is just that. It's just having it. It doesn't matter. And once you have it, once you have a book or a business, once you have a website or just like me doing this podcast, once you have it, it's a new project you have to tend to and care about and grow with. And so don't rush to take on any more things if you don't have room in your life for those things. But also keep in mind that having no book or 
performance or credential or stand-up comedy video or whatever it is that you do, having nothing is a better look than having something that you regret. And I'm not even going to sit here and say good or bad because, again, go back, listen to some of those earlier episodes. You get to decide what is good and bad. Just you. You are the sole proprietor of your success. But I will say I've spoken to so many creatives who have told me in every single possible way that they regret some part of what they've done. And I do too. (laughs) I really, really do. There was a poem that we took out of my book that my editor wanted that I wasn't comfortable with. It was extremely political. It was, um, it was not me. It wasn't really quite what I felt was my writing style, and I wish I'd left it in there. It's become more relevant with time. Um, it'll probably be in my next book, but you know, I've I've had friends who adjusted the wording of some of their poems to not offend family members. I have had people who found errors later, just just run-of-the-mill typos that they wished that they had had another minute to look at the book you know and and if it's a video or something you know on youtube for sure you can take it down but you lose those views if it's something on you know instagram for sure you can remove it but you you miss out on the interaction that you've accumulated and so when we're ready to put stuff out there we should be really ready and if we're rushing to check off a box we're really devaluing what that accomplishment really means and we're not doing it on our own terms so even if you are like i'm a self-published author i'm an indie published author doing this on my own terms and this is me if you're doing it on someone else's timeline or to prove something or to make sure that there's a link on your website to a book You're not doing it on your own terms. You are answering to someone else's timetable. And that's just as bad as doing something for someone else. You need to find your process and your rhythm and your comfort zone. And of course, always push those boundaries. But if you don't have a book yet, if you're not even close If you're not even in the same vicinity of getting ready to put together content for what I like to call like a finished product, a book, a movie, whatever it is that is going to, you know, go out in the world and represent you, then good. You're not even close. Do your thing. Work on whatever you want to work on. What if you never have a book? That's fine too. There's so many creatives who have worked within other mediums. People who do spoken word that never have what would be considered traditionally like that success point, that thing that gets sold in the bookstores. And it's hard. It's hard to sit back and say, you're more successful than me. You have a thing I don't have. And it can be doubly hard because when that other person finally has that thing, they're probably pretty boisterous about it. They're excited. They're like, hey, here's my thing. Buy my thing. And as somebody who doesn't have one yet, it can be really isolating and off-putting. 
But I can tell you with 100% certainty from before and wanting one to after and having one that it doesn't make it any easier. And it doesn't make you any more of a creative or an artist to have a piece of work that you can sell. It doesn't. I still have all my insecurities I have to work on. I still have all the things I worry about. I still have that initial gut reaction awkwardness when I talk about my work. I don't, it didn't solve any of my problems. It just is another thing that I can point people to where they can find me. And so this is all to say, work up to it. If you're a brand new baby poet, take your time. Figure out your writing style. Figure out who you want to be on the page. If you're new to music, don't rush to put an album together. Release a couple singles. Or don't even do that. Just go out and play and be in the world and accumulate experience and learn who you want to be as an artist. And then when you're ready, the avenue to complete that big task, because it's a big one, a book, an album, a movie, a performance, whatever it is, a gallery, will make itself known to you and you can follow down that path when you're ready. But if you just spend all of your time worrying about what you don't have, you won't spend any time enjoying who you are now and how you create now in this beautiful temporary moment that you're having with your work. I would kill to go back and just write whatever and go to open mic nights and feel (laughs) maybe more confident than I should have felt and just enjoy that. Now I'm on the other side and I'm comparing myself to bigger, more successful people than I even knew existed when I was 18. It's a big ocean out there and there are some big, big fish and you as you move through your art form and you move through your expression, will always have somebody who's just out of reach, who you're striving to be like or to be better than or to surpass. So take a break, put that down, and just celebrate where you are right now. This has been a creative break. Whether you took a break, you had a breakthrough, or after hearing me talk about all this, you would really like to break something. I am with you. Thank you so much for joining me, listening to me ramble about my history, and hopefully finding a little grace for yourself on your journey, wherever that is, however that's forming. I am proud of you, and I will see you in the next one.